Welcome to the Tutor Podcast, the only weekly show for anyone who is in the business of helping people. If you're a tutor, a teacher, or a coach, the Tutor Podcast will help you start, grow, and love your tutoring business in plain English without the buzzwords and BS. If you want to make more money and make more of a difference, the Tutor Podcast will be with you every step of the way. Hi, it's Neil Camero here with episode 291 of the Tutor Podcast, the Monday morning show for anyone in the business of helping people through teaching, tutoring or coaching. I'm here once again to share ideas and insights I've had, begged, borrowed, stolen, synthesized or conjured during the 24 years or so I've been in business to bring you the interesting bits from the tens of thousands of pounds I've invested in training and education and to just give it away in a no-nonsense, no-BS kind of way. No sales pitch, no fluff, just the cool stuff. So let's crack on with today's show. It's basically My Bloody Filofax, part two, following on from last week. I call myself an organized idiot. So let's look inside the file of facts and see how I get organized because that's really not my nature. You know, last week I shared my ongoing infatuation with the sturdy old file of facts and the joy of having things written down on real paper with a proper pen. And I think that's the key to everything for me. And I know that not everybody gets it because this isn't going to be everybody's bag of nuts, is it? Now, there are those of us who know about organisation, those who don't, and there are some who are what I call philo-curious. So here's how I do it. I use a leather-zipped A5 Filofax, if you're remotely interested, and here's how to be an organised idiot. Write everything down. If it's written down on paper, right in front of you, and you see it at a glance, you haven't got to open any menus, you haven't got to ponce around with passwords, then the chances of me and you missing something or forgetting a vital piece of information is hugely reduced. I mean, that's just so cool. And it's so simple that even I can use it. And bizarrely, it makes me appear organised, competent, dependable, and just a shade more intelligent. That's a pretty good upside for being slightly peculiar and ever so, ever so non-digital. So here's the whole ugly bullet point process I use to help me to stay on top of the teaching business, run and grow my two property businesses, do the podcast, stay healthy, etc, etc, etc. Let's go. First thing of all, do a brain dump. Just Throw up on the page. Get it all out of your head and onto the paper. There's so much stuff swirling around in our minds that we can't get it organised, that we can't catch those many fleeting thoughts. So write down everything you can. I don't care if it's business, your creative stuff, your health, your relationships, your financial, even your spiritual stuff, your work, tasks, your projects, your campaigns, everything, write it down. And when it's there on paper staring back at you off the page, you can do a second operation on it, which is to sort it out. 
Now, I like to sort things out in three ways. Importance, urgency, and consequence. The important stuff. Prioritise the most important and posteriorise or eliminate the least important. If it doesn't matter that much, you probably don't need to address it. The urgency stuff. What needs to be done first? What deadlines have I got to meet? If I do that, I can at least put them into some kind of running order and schedule the time logically to take care of it. And consequence. What has the biggest upside if I do it? And what's got the biggest downside if I neglect it? Now, this means you're going to end up with a massive to-do list. Well, look at you. Here's the thing, guys. Don't live from your to-do list. What you want to do instead is live from your schedule and your diary. Rather than be swamped by that massive to-do list, just start deciding what to do and probably more importantly what not to do and then put the time aside to do it. We'll come to that in a moment. Right, we've done our brain dump. We've got an enormous great big to-do list and we've got it shepherd into into some kind of order of what we should be doing great so now we crack on to goals before anything else goals are incredibly important they go into your unconscious mind and create sort of a blueprint for your life weirdly if you've got goals and you're thinking about them all the time your brain begins to detect anything which will help you to move in that direction. I've always been staggered by how effective having a goal is and how all that stuff seems to just show up. I wish I'd started doing it a lot earlier because I'd have had bigger goals by now. Set your goals big. First of all, set yourself a 10-year massive goal. I like to think 10, 15 years is a pretty good time frame. And I know that I usually overestimate what I can do in a year and hugely underestimate what I can do in a decade. And if I think in terms of decades, it gives me a, a much longer time view or perspective than most people have. And I can then address and consider the long-term consequences of an action or inaction over that longer time frame. So over that extended time frame, set yourself big, hairy-ass goals that might just be impossible, but set them anyway. Write them down. Get some detail on it. Describe where you want to be, who you want to be with, what you're doing. Think about what it tastes, smell, smells like, feels like. What are you, what are you hearing while you're doing it? How does it feel? And go there in the, into the future in your mind, in possession of that goal. Get the details down. Figure out why you want it. It's often been said that if you have a big enough why, you can live with any how. But I think it's important to know why you want it. 
if you want that Ferrari because it conveys an idea of social prestige or status, cool. That's your driver. If you want it because you happen to love the shape and you couldn't imagine driving anything else, knock yourself out. If you want it because you like the sound of the exhaust, great, go for it. Know your own reasons. My reasons are my reasons. Yours will be yours. But know why you're doing that thing. Because if you know why you're doing it, you're much more likely to get off your duff and do it. Then ask yourself the question, what will I actually do to to get that? Think about the process that will actually produce the result. And write that down. So set your 10 to 15 year goals. Write them down. And keep them with you. The next thing you want are five-year goals. These will be chunks of your big hairy ass goals, if you like. They're milestones of progress en route. They're the things that have to happen, the big components of that 10, 15-year success. And we're moving from the very general to the, the specific a little bit now. Now, they're still going to be pretty big chunks. So we're going to divide them up into one-year goals. I'm looking for five years worth of how what's going to happen over the next five years. Year one, year two, year three, year four, year five. That's going to get me to those goals. And that's going to create the one-year goals, the individual slices of those big, hairy-ass goals. Breaks the five-year goals down to more manageable chunks, if you like. But they're still going to be quite big if you're thinking big enough. How do we get around that? Well, break them down into monthly goals. Every month has its own little set of sub-goals. They're even thinner slices of your one-year goals, which are slices of your 5 and 10 and 15-year goals. And I think we should be looking at these every single month. Set them out. I'd like to do mine around about the 20th of the month for the next month, so... I'm setting my October goals around about September 20th, 21st, something like that. And then look at the tasks that I'll need to be engaged in to really nail my goals down for the month. And though it sounds tedious, it's easy. Just going to break those tasks down to week by week activities. And then I'll allocate time during each of those weeks and each of the days in those weeks in my diary to actually do the work on those goal-producing tasks. Now, that sounds really OCD, ADHD, superstructured, anal, retentive, whatever you want to call it. Putting it in the diary gives it a much higher probability of getting done. Whereas there's just no way around that. If you start every day with no semblance of a plan, the chances of you achieving success are basically zip. So get the time in your diary. Block it out. My diary has two columns on the the day schedule and a little bit of spare space on the side. These are my plan A, which is what should happen. Plan B, which is my backup plan, just in case something doesn't work out. And then there's a scramble column where I just 
make it up on the day if plan A and plan B are not possible. So I put the time in the diary, write it down for those specific goal-producing activities. Around that, I'm going to schedule time for rest, social activities, exercise, family, relationships, and all the rest of the things that make for a happy and successful life in whatever terms you define success as. So every day page is left open on the desk for that particular day. And that lets me look at the shape, the feel, the form of the day, look at what I'll need to perform to get myself a successful outcome on the day. I can look ahead, I can order any materials while I'm doing the, the weekly planning session. You know, look for, as I said, materials, tools, organise the people who can help. And of course, by knowing what my timing is like in each day during the week, I can decline to do anything else within that time window that's going to take me away from the most important tasks or activities that I've got on my slate. And then it gets easier. Because once you've got it written down, you've got your plan, that's your diary page, and now work your diary. Go through each day, follow the instructions you've set for yourself, and at the end of the day, you'll have got a lot done. It won't have been terribly stressful because the decision-making was done miles ahead of time. Be warned, you will be terrible at first. It'll feel clunky, it'll feel lumpy to begin with. And then it gets smooth as you begin to evolve a better sense of order in your life, how long it takes to do things, how you feel your energy levels during the course of the day. You'll notice that you have far more control of your life and your time. It feels good to have that control. It's not another batshit crazy day of chaos that you've got to deal with. It's working your master plan and you get to do what needs to be done the majority of the time this helps me to delegate the tasks that i can't do or i don't want to do i've been spectacularly bad at this in the past been completely operational rather than strategic so delegate things that you don't want to do things you can't do or things that are not the best use of your time. I'm not brilliant at this yet, but I'm getting better. Or, to be more accurate, I'm getting less bad at it. But as you go along, you can just remind yourself that you've done good by ticking off each successfully completed task as you go. At the end of the day, what you haven't got done, you can carry over. You can allocate time for it. Now, it's surprisingly easy once you've done it a few times. What I suggest is you try this and make adjustments to the process to suit yourself. This system works for me. It keeps my inner idiot in order and takes care of the most important things first by just setting blocks of time aside so I can actually get those things done. What I say is that life has many moving parts. 
So it makes sense to have some kind of plan to ensure that the various parts connect and coordinate with one another. And hand on heart, getting it down on paper is a lot easier and faster than blundering into yet another day without a plan for that day. It's easier than fanning around with menus and entering text one letter at a time onto a screen with your thumb. And I can sit back, look at the piece of paper and get an idea of what a successful day actually looks like rather than have to scroll up and down a microscopic screen on a phone. Guys, this is how I do it. And maybe if you try for yourself, it'll work for you too. I hope you'll feel the same sense of control that it gives me and enjoy the assurance of knowing that nothing really will slip through the net. Or did you try it? Just think on paper, file of facts, notebook, whatever you got. And then let me know how you get on. I love hearing from you guys because it means I'm not talking into space. I'm here to learn. I'm here to help. And I'm here to share what I've learned so far. So ping me an email to info at neilcamera.com or find me on Twitter, a.k.a. X where I am at you to podcast. Now, if you haven't already done so, please like and subscribe to the Tudor podcast. And as always, I'll be back next week with more no BS ideas and more tips to help you to start, grow and love your tutoring business just the way I love mine. Till then, I hope this podcast has got you thinking and has been some help to you. So stay healthy Stay useful. Have a fabulous day. Get in touch with the Tutor Podcast via email or social media, and the Tutor Podcast team will be listening. Subscribe on iTunes, and you'll automatically get the latest episode directly sent to your device. And remember to share, rate, and review TTP so that we can help other people to start, grow, and love their tutoring businesses.